and welcome to Best Laid Plans, a podcast about planners, plannings, and all things planning related. This is episode 12, and today we are going to do two reviews, and I'm also going to include some follow-up on prior planning dilemmas, mostly with some listener and reader submitted answers. So I'm very excited to get started with this episode. And I'm also excited that some of you have been invested enough to weigh in on some of the prior Q&As. That makes me so happy. We're all planners helping each other around here. The first follow-up I wanted to mention is about the dilemma about capturing event-related to-do items, particularly when one uses a digital calendar for those kinds of events especially in our uh, submitters case when they really didn't want to write on their daily planning page prior to that day. One really cool hack that someone mentioned is that you can put notes about the event in Google Calendar, but the problem is that when you're looking at like the weekly calendar view, you don't get to see all those little notes. However, you could put a star in the title as a signal to yourself if you do have notes that need to be clicked on and looked at. They notice that If they do that, they often remember what the notes are before they even click on them, but that way they're there, or you could include a Zoom link or, you know, accessory information to that event, but the star would indicate that it's there so it doesn't get lost or forgotten when it's time for that event. So I thought that was a great little hack that was submitted by a blog reader. The second hacks relate to the accessory notebook question. Um, A listener wrote in and talked about how they don't like the idea of having to rewrite key pages in the accessory notebook that they keep. Like, let's say they have a page for the year's goals, but they use up the notebook in six months. They don't want to have to rewrite those goals all over again. And the solutions that were suggested mostly center around using these cool notebooks that have movable and removable pages. Reader RKK wrote... I ordered these awesome Kokuyo, that's the same brand that make the Jibun Techo, by the way, um, Japanese notebooks that are slim, but the coils act as a binder so you can move pages and switch them out of the book. Now I can move pages together in sections and move key pages to a new notebook when I start one. She also mentions that she saw a magnetic hardbound notebook that does the same thing from Uncommon Goods. So that's another very unique option to check out. Um, Another reader wrote in that uh, one great solving way to solve that problem is to use a disc bound planner like those made by Inkwell Press, because that's an instant way to be able to move around key pages like your goals for the year or your rituals for the week or your passwords. Not that I'm saying I do that, but not that I'm saying I don't do that (laughs) either Um, as something to keep track of that I have to move from place to place. So thank you so much for those solutions. Keep them coming. If you hear a planner dilemma mentioned in the Q&A, I'm sure I'm not able to do each question justice. I will do it my best shot. But if you come up with more answers, then please send them in and I will share with everyone else because these are some great creative solutions. All right, now we're going to get into the review segment of this episode. I'm going to mostly talk about the Amplify Planner, which is a quarterly planning product. And then I'll do a little intro to a product that I bought on a whim. Okay, so the Amplify Planner to start with is kind of a peer planner, I would say, to the full focus. And the reason for that is because it's a quarterly planner. It's not small. I don't have a video on, unfortunately. Maybe that will come at some point. But it is a sizable book. I probably should have measured it before I came on, but I'm going to estimate that it's about six inches on the bottom and probably about nine to ten on the side. And it has spiral binding. 
The rings are not super large. I mean, they're kind of a tiny bit bigger than your classic one subject Mead notebook, but smaller than your classic three subject Mead notebook or smaller than an Erin Condren ring binding, for example. Um, the book is fairly heavy because the paper that they use is some high quality paper and that is part of what makes the book a little bit heavy because it does contain monthly, weekly, and daily pages. So it's kind of interesting because I really like having all those three things in one book. That's why you guys know I've been such a Hobonichi diehard for so many years. But if the thin paper on the Hobonichi or perhaps the Wonderland, as we'll talk about in another episode, is problematic for you. If you are addicted to gel pens and ink pens, but can't stand this constant smudging, then the Amplify Planner might be a great option for you. It's also a planner to consider if you really enjoy the full focus format, but you find it a little too structured. Like some of the questions that are asked in the full focus are just very, I don't know, specific. Like what relaxing activities will you do this weekend? Like maybe I don't feel like writing that out for the 15th time. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not so um, hostile to my planner when they ask me questions. But I, I did feel at times that the full focus gets a little bit too specific. Like I guess I could use some more flexibility to its, its spaces at times. Although I do think it's a great product and I enjoyed using that one as well. If I had to pick between the two, well, I'll save that to the end of this review. Okay, so as I mentioned, it's spiral bound. It's certainly bigger than the full focus. Um, it's definitely larger than an A5 size. And it, as I mentioned, has very white, thick paper. As I turn through here, it begins, the cover is, I'm not gonna say it's super durable, but you have to remember that this only needs to last three months. So I don't, it would be kind of a waste if it was a big durable hardback cover in a way. It is a flexible material with kind of a soft touch to it. And I think it's probably gonna last about three months and then maybe start falling off. I don't know, I haven't used it long enough, so I, I can't tell you, but that's all you really need it to last, so that's okay. Then there are some two useful pages with the yearly calendar of both 2020. By the way, I have the Q4 planner for 2020. So this one contains a yearly planner for 2020 a yearly planner for 2021, and then holidays for both those years. I definitely find that really useful. Um, it does contain, you know, some non-traditional or non, I don't know, American holidays. So there are Jewish holidays in here. There are Islamic holidays in here. There is um, a holiday I don't know about called Samin. So I'm going to have to look that up and learn about it. Um, there's even Small Business Saturday. Hmm, I wonder why they wanted to include that. Kind of funny. Anyway, so it's useful. We have Cesar Chavez Day. We, we've got it all in these holiday lists. I like that. Very inclusive, um, as well as the Jewish holidays, which are definitely useful to me. And then there are the whole year in months, um, basically six months to a page where you could write any upcoming events. I plan to use this to keep track of events that I've scheduled in 2021. I already know I have a doctor's appointment in January. If I keep these in list format on these page, it'll be easier to transfer into my 2021 planner once I decide what that's actually going to Let's face it, with this podcast, I'm probably destined to be planner hopping next year, although I really don't want to because I prefer to have everything in one place. Anyway, so that is followed by a three-month goals section, which is um, fairly concise. It's just two pages, um, so you could pretty much ignore it if you wanted to, and you wouldn't be wasting a whole bunch of space in your planner. I know some people really like to have a lot of goal spending space, and other people prefer to do that elsewhere, either in a separate planner or um, digitally or in, in another way. So again, this is just two pages, so not too intrusive. There is a section where you write what your three-month goals are in various realms. I have not filled it out because I kind of, I don't know, 
<laughs> I just, I have my own system for my quintiles goals, so I haven't needed it, as well as four goals that you identify that you'd like to accomplish in the next three months on the next page. And then the calendar pages begin and they are tabbed. And unlike the Hobonichi, for each month, the monthly pages are followed by the weekly pages are followed by the daily pages for that week and then the week page and so on. So it's not like you get all the monthly pages in one section and then all the weekly and all the daily. I prefer it where all the monthly are grouped and all the weekly are grouped and all the daily are grouped, but I'm sure not everybody does. And my reasoning for that is because, you know, weekly tends to be where I put my kind of calendaring type stuff. And it's not very easy to flip from week to week when it's laid out in this fashion. So, you know, your mileage may vary, but that's how they chose to do it in a more chronologic kind of an order. The monthly calendar is really nicely laid out. There's a cute little habit tracker along the top. There are lines on the calendar boxes, which I absolutely love because I like my calendars to look neat and tidy. And I really can't make them look that way without any lines or grids. And then there's a nice grayed out section on the left column as if there's an eighth day on the left where it says monthly focus. And then it has boxes, which I decided to just turn into little goals categories. And I'll show you a picture of what I did with that. It's very roomy. You could track lots of things on this calendar if you wanted to. And again, a cute little habit tracker on the top right page. Then come the weekly pages. This is where I just wish there were some more options because I have really become dedicated to the vertical weekly layout, the one that makes your um, calendar look like I don't know, an Outlook calendar or a Google calendar or something like that. It just is a layout that enables me to really see spaces in my week really well when I don't have kind of hard landscape activities. And this does not have it. It has horizontal days. I love that it has grid lines that are nice and light. So that keeps everything neat and tidy. And the look of this layout looks very pretty when I wrote it out. But again, for me, not quite as functional as a vertical layout would have been. I think they probably did it just because it it is aesthetically pleasing and the shape of this paper would have made vertical columns quite narrow, but honestly, I would have made it work. <laughs> so maybe in the future, Amplify would do well by adding a vertical option to their weekly layout. There's also a section on the bottom right page with blank lines that you could use for anything you wanted, like to put all your workouts in one place, a next week reminders box, which I haven't found a use for yet, a keep in mind box and a life balance activity box along the top. You could easily cover up those headings with washi tape or stickers and put whatever you wanted there. I have chosen to just leave mine blank for the first week I am using this planner. We'll see how it works. Then, and I really appreciate this, there is the back of that weekly page always has a blank page along the back, probably because there are seven days in a week and not eight and they needed to keep the, e the numbers even. And it's a dot grid, which again, I love, so not completely blank because God knows I wouldn't be able to write straight lines on a page without grid lines or dots. And for me, I like to kind of keep all of my weekly goals together. In the Hobonishi, I just use the left-hand column. In the Jibun, I do that as well. For this, I just use a page and I make a bunch of checkboxes. But I do like that there is space to put all my goals for the week in one place, as well as to take any notes. I mean, there's lots and lots of space in this planner. And I really like that blank page at the beginning of every week. I think it would also be a nice place to maybe put like your workout plan for the week or your dinners or your shopping list or something like that. Then come the daily pages. You know, this is interesting. At first I kind of balked because I'm like, God, this is kind of structured. It has hours, it has personal tasks, work tasks. What if I don't have enough work tasks to fill this list? 
but as I've used it for several days now, I'm actually finding the layout quite functional for my purposes. I love having a timeline and this has a built-in one and you can use, you know, highlighters to color code that in a way that you see fit or it would make a great planner if you just wanted to do some time tracking on paper. It would really lend itself to that. And then the work task, I will complain that that part is too long. I mean, I don't know who has like 20 work tasks, but man, you must have a rough job. I mean, I guess I do do more than 20 things in a work day, but like not 20 things that I need to check off. <laughs> like I don't need a space for every patient note that I do, although maybe some people want that. So who knows? There's a space for priorities. And then there are these nice gray boxes on the right that do have tiny, almost hidden lines. Again, love the lines. Good job creators of this planner by including lines and dots everywhere. I love that. And the great part is that these gray boxes do not have headings. So for me, I basically adapted my typical bullet journal layout to these boxes. I have a box for screen checks, since that's something I'm really working on, a box for meals, a box for what my workout is, and a box for like books that I've read and podcasts that I've listened to. So again, I'll share pictures of how I'm using this layout, but it is pretty functional for my purposes. And then there's a whole dot grid section with about 11 lines of grid boxes where you could put whatever you want. So I'm using that for a little gratitude log um, as well as some habit tracking. So I will say like, yeah, I this layout initially overwhelmed me, but as I've used it, I am impressed with how functional it is and how aesthetically pleasing it kind of looks throughout the day at the, at the end of the day. I don't think I get quite as beautiful of an appearance with planners like Hobonichi just because. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Jenny Kane. I love Jenny Kane, and I hope you love shopping there to support the show. When you do, visit JennyKane.com and use code PLANS for 15% off your first order. We are now well into spring, and there's no better time to shop for beautiful cotton sweaters that can take us right into the next season. And definitely take a look at their dresses. They have so many pretty ones. I'm obsessed with the day dress. It's so classic and versatile. Plus, everything in their collection is designed so intentionally that you can style pieces together without a second thought. All of their sweaters and tops pair with jeans, work pants, and more, and can be styled to fit practically any occasion. Find your new spring uniform at JennyKane.com. Our listeners get 15% off your first order when you use code PLANS at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code PLANS. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Today's episode is sponsored in part by Factor. Factor is sponsoring this episode with an awesome discount code, PLANS50, to give you 50% off your first month and 20% off the next. Trying out our sponsors helps keep the show going, and I think this is a wonderful time to give it a try, given that it's always a busy season. Factor offers no prep and no mess meals that are tailored to your wellness goals. They offer multiple options from protein plus to plant-based to keto and many more. No matter what your health goals are, you can keep kitchen time to a minimum while enjoying healthy and delicious meals with premium ingredients with Factor. You can get started feeling great and fueling well now by giving them a try. Head to factormeals.com plans50 and use code plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code plans50, P-L-A-N-S 50 at factormeals.com plans50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Well, it's not the same kind of paper for one, and there's just not as much space to use. There's lots and lots of room in this paper. 
So that's pretty much the meat of this planner. And then of course it repeats. The tabs are made of kind of a laminated material and they are labeled with the months, as I mentioned. And then there's a sizable note section. Well, not that sizable actually. I guess there are 10 nice heavy dot grid pages at the end of this planner. But I mean, that would be great for goal setting or notes or you know, whatever you wanted to put in there probably wouldn't be enough to contain like every meeting note that you have for the three quarters of the year. But I guess that depends on what you do. So maybe it would be. Um, I haven't decided what I'm going to use those pages for yet, but I will let you know. And finally, in the back, there is a very useful, though maybe not terribly durable, folder. Uh, currently, I have in that folder my entire work schedule for next year and a ruler and also another piece of paper on the other side. So that's actually a really useful feature to have if you need to kind of corral loose paper, papers, papers, <laughs> papers to cart around with your planner sometimes. So all in all, I would say this is a very solid product. It is portable enough that, you know, it's, I would say it's about the size of like, it's a little bit smaller than an Erin Condren Life Planner. There you go. That would be my kind of size reference with definitely smaller rings than an Erin Condren Life Planner. And so it's decently portable. It's not like a giant brick that you would have on your desk. So you could bring it around. Um, again, I don't know how incredibly durable these rings are going to be, but it really only needs to have a life of three months. And the layouts are really great, other than the weekly layout, which I wish they would have a vertical. The paper is fantastic. I did a pen test and basically every paper, every pen loved this planner. I mean, just looks very sharp and the mild liners look very bright and it is a pleasure to write in for me. So there you go. That is my review of the Amplify. Oh, and it is not cheap. It's $30 for a three month planner. And then they also have a deal where you can get all four planners for the year for $100. So that's better 25 each but if you do the all four then you don't get to pick your colors and you have to have all one color and that wouldn't be fun because they have four pretty colors or five anyway so that is the pricing details on the amplify all right the other product i wanted to mention is something i kind of got the hard sell on instagram and I'm not blaming this company. I mean, obviously it was effective, <laughs> but if you follow a number of planner accounts, you might notice a lot of ads. Maybe it's just me, who knows? Maybe they just know I'm like their demographic, but the brand is called Papier or Papier. I don't know, P-A-P-I-E-R, like the French spelling, but it is a UK brand and not a French brand. So maybe it's just Papier, I'm not sure. Anyway, they make custom bound books and they're beautiful. I mean, there are like a million covers. They're very stylish. And the cool thing is you can put your initials on it. You can put whatever you want. Like they have cute ones that'll say like Sarah's travel notebook or Jennifer's school notes or whatever you want it to say. And you can change the font and the color. And they're just really, really nicely designed. So when you actually do put it all together, what you get in the mail looks like something, I don't know, like a designer would have made. Like, I don't know. I, I've done custom covers from Erin Condren in the past and they look okay, but they, they, their designs are beautiful, but sometimes the custom elements don't blend as well. Or maybe it's just less my style these days. But anyway, the way this looks came together really nice. I'll share a picture. Um, I used, I got this beautiful blue and white cover that kind of has pictures of tigers and castles on it. And it says life notes and it has my initials. And the reason I purchased it is because I, kind of wanted a notebook for specifically meeting notes. Um, and I'm also attending this like coaching program thing. And I knew that I was going to be going to 18 long sessions and I wanted to be able to have a book to just keep all my notes together for that. 
So this is for all kinds of work meetings. And anytime I'm sitting there and watching a meeting, I need something to keep my hands busy and keep my mind summarizing the content. So I really stay engaged. And so this is a useful tool for me to do that. And so um, I ordered it having no idea what the quality would look like. And I, I got to say, this is a very, very nice looking product. I mean, it was not cheap. The book cost about $31 with shipping, but it really does. It's a fully hardbound book. It um, has cream colored dot grid paper. It has lay flat binding, which I really, really appreciate. Um, again, I don't know if being left-handed is part of that, but I can't stand when I have a, a bound book that kind of heaps up a lot in the center where you kind of can't write in the part that's close to the middle. This one does not have that issue. Um, and I wasn't sure how nice the paper would be, but it's actually, it's quite good. There's a little bit of show through, but absolutely no bleeding. And it just has a very crisp feel to it. Really no smudge is happening. Um, again, I did a nice pen test. I didn't have issues with any smudging using really anything. My Energels, the Friction, the Unipen, the Stedler pigment, the brush pens, and then of course the Sarasa Dry and the Uniball Signos and Jetstream. So they all look well at, you know, there really is no feathering, no bleeding, nothing. Um, and even like the show through is like, it's, it's, it's really mild. Um, so it's not distracting on the other side of the page. The mild liners do have kind of a muted look on it because it is cream colored paper and not bright white. But to me, that's certainly not a deal breaker. Do I wish the paper was bright white? Maybe, because I think I just prefer that aesthetic, especially with how my highlighters tend to work on the paper. But again, not a deal breaker. I would certainly consider ordering from them again or as a gift. I'm actually planning on buying one with one of my colleagues' name who loves dogs, and I'm going to put her name on it, and I'm going to get a cover with all dogs on it, and I know she will just go crazy. So yeah, might be a great gift option. And perhaps the shipping, maybe there'll be a coupon code or a bundle so the, the price would go down a little bit if you shipped multiple books. Hmm, I should think about that. All right. So those were our two products for today, the Amplify Quarterly Planner and the Papier Bullet Journal or Papier. Sorry, not sure. Um, I think they also have a lined option and a blank option as well, by the way, but I did buy the dot grid because I love a good dot grid. So before we wrap up, I am going to go for a question. All right. This came from a lovely reader who just wrote the nicest note. So thank you so much. She says she discovered the zebra mild liners thanks to me and she doesn't know how she survived without them. Yes. I love that. She asked the question, you've talked about using an accessory notebook or notebooks in combination with a planner. I'm going to try this for the rest of 2020, but I wonder, does having multiple books ever overwhelm or confuse you? The thing that always trips me up in the system is wondering if my goal should be to put everything in one place or have a collection of tools. These days, I lean toward the latter because I love pen and paper, but I do find myself overthinking how I use my planner versus other notebooks versus digital tools and what information I put where. Do you have any criteria or filters that you use in your own process? So I think it's okay to have multiple tools, as you put it, as long as you have a very clear purpose for each tool and that there's not a lot of redundancy. For example, I think I would really struggle to use, say, a Cultivate What Matters planner and a Moxie Life Goal planner and a, I don't know, Hobonichi as well, because there's too much overlap between those things. However, if I have a purely calendar notebook that I'm just using for like weekly and monthly calendaring, and a purely meeting notes notebook, if I like to keep those separately, and even a purely goals notebook or whatever you delineate, 
I think that's okay. I just think you have to be very clear with yourself as to what the purpose is for each item so that you're not constantly asking yourself, hmm, should I put these MIDI notes here or there? And honestly, that's kind of what I was struggling with a little bit with my bullet journal. Because I'm like, I don't really want to be putting random lecture notes interspersed with daily plans. Like that bothered me a little bit. For some people, that might work great. For me, it didn't feel quite right. So for me, a separate notebook for certain things like meeting notes or lecture notes makes sense. And then I keep my calendaring all in one place in another book. So your mileage may vary. Some people like to have a separate goal setting book. Other people prefer to do that digitally. I don't think there's one right answer, but I do think every time you buy a product, unless you happen to be hosting a planner review podcast, (laughs) uh, you have to think about what the purpose of each product would be. And hey, maybe the answer is that you should start a planner review podcast and then you'll have an excuse to buy every product on the market. Not that I would know. All right. Well, this is uh, has been a very fun review episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I did get a comment from another listener that she hopes that I provide more reviews, um, particularly in the fall as people are trying to make their planner decisions. I have some great reviews coming up. I think I'm done with buying uh, with my own funds planners, but I have a couple that are being shipped to me. um, And I'm very grateful for that, that I will definitely be reviewing. In fact, there's at least one planner company owner that I think will make it onto this podcast. And I'm very, very excited about that. Um, So stay tuned for more fall planner prep um, extravaganza. And then maybe we'll have, I don't know, like a fun interactive episode closer to the new year where we can talk about setting up a planner. My husband has also volunteered to be my first guinea pig on like talking about what wasn't working about his planning system. And because I have provided him with some advice on that, as one might imagine. (laughs) Um, And hopefully he will tell you how things are so much more organized now. So we'll see. I'll try to do some of those before and after kind of episodes in the future as well. Next week should be a fun guest episode. So stay tuned for that. As always, continue to send me your questions, put in reviews. I truly appreciate the reviews. I am trying to grow this podcast. It kind of needs to, at some point, have a viability uh, to it. And I mean, I would love to have ads for things that make sense. Jet pens, for example, would be a fantastic sponsor. If anyone from there is listening, they're probably not. Anyway, but um, all that said, thank you all for listening. Your reviews really help. And please keep sending me questions and suggestions. You can find me at theshoebox.com. And that's where the show notes are every week as well. And you can also find me at the underscore shoebox and at shoebox underscore plans on Instagram. I am very careful about my social media use these days, as I mentioned in the week's prior episode, but I do try to check in at least once daily to respond to comments and take screenshots of the great questions you guys send me there. Have a wonderful day and let me know what plan are you thinking about for 2021? Because I need to figure out my own situation. Happy planning. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.